0: Hello, I'm Jonathan Bowman-Perks, and welcome back to my favorite time of the month. And so in this uh, session, I'm just going to have a look at the episodes 28 to 35, and who are the fascinating people that I interviewed this month, a really interesting cross-section, a lot of diversity, and yet some similarities of experiences. So, uh, episode 28, uh, Alderman Sir Peter Estlin, who was previously the Lord Mayor of London last year. Catherine Baird from um, Dubai, the Senior Vice President of Emirates Cabin Crew Training. Chris Wakeley, KPMG partner, former KPMG partner, business owner and army colonel in 2nd Division Sigma Regiment. Nusha Paris, the VP from American Express. Lieutenant General Sir James Bashall, CBCBE commander, advisor, and now sailor around the world. Mike Still, chairman of YPO Scotland and uh, in multiple NED roles, as well as the insurance business. The the current Lord Mayor of London, uh, William Russell. Stefan Barden, advisor, portfolio NED, and CEO of various businesses uh, when I coached him before. And then this review. So what have I been doing this month? Um, I've been away, um, and while I was away, I was uh, reading a lot. And there's that interesting quote, all leaders are readers, but not all readers are leaders. I say that after a few drinks. And um, I actually have read through and listened to 10 books. As you know, being someone who's um, getting over that that challenge of... Um, Finding listening much easier than reading, Uh, a number of these I listened to. First one, Stand Up Straight by Major General Paul Nansen. Thoroughly recommend it. It's packed with advice and it's linked to the Royal Military Academy scientist and Paul's very impressive career, but really the advice that um, they would give you at uh, military training. Gut Reactions by Joshua and Erica Sonnenberg. Uh, all about the microbiome and the right kind of foods for you to live a long and healthy life and how to feed the good gut bacteria. Lifespan by Dr. David Sinclair, living beyond 100 and having a long and healthy life where your health span matches your lifespan. The End of Alzheimer's by Dale Bredston. And this I read with advice from my mother-in-law who sadly has got Alzheimer's but also it's advice for us all, and read it carefully and study it. One I'm midway through at the moment, GCHQ by Richard Aldrich, fascinating, Um, about spying, about eavesdropping, um, and links back to my days when I was uh, a captain in the Royal Signals in 14 Electronic Warfare Signal Regiment working back to GCHQ. So that is really interesting. Well worth a read. Talking to Strangers, another Malcolm Gladwell book. Um, How to see other people differently and how you think you know the full story, but you really don't understand um, some of the way that people see each other differently and the judgments that they make. Rebel Ideas, The Power of Diverse Thinking by Matthew Syed. Um, and again, a bit of a link over to the other book and about cognitive diversity, found that very interesting. Thinking Outside the Inbox by uh, my good friend, Roger Steer, who's been on the uh, podcast before. Um, A collection of his great blogs uh, to make you really think. And also great news for Roger, he's just been asked to become an FT columnist, and that is a huge compliment to him. Uh, The ninth book I read was Peter the Great by Robert Mass and the history of Russia from 1680 to about 1725, and how Peter turned around Russia from being incredibly backward to be very Western-facing and also very successful in some of its campaigns and wars. And finally, A a Shortish History of Germany by James Hawes, fascinating about the the two-headed eagles and and how it actually looks both East and West and what's um, caused problems over its history from way back from the Roman times to today's um, date of what's going on and how a an incru- crucial role Germany plays in our history and our lives. So let's have a quick uh, skim through some of the points that uh, each of them brought up, which I found so very interesting. Firstly, uh, Sir Peter Westlin, um, Alderman Sir Peter Westlin, uh, the previous Lord Mayor of London. Um, he sees his world with four pillars, his family, his personal side, his civic duties, and his business career. Uh, And he's found that, you know, getting older doesn't mean you have to slow down. In fact, he is accelerating his life, not slowing down. His tip, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Don't de-risk too much. Do take appropriate risks. Think about it. Um, The other thing... um, In some ways, we're often proving to parents who are alive or dead. In his case, proving to his father that he could succeed. He found that he was very competitive and he often would wonder, what would my mother say? Um, He he looks back and said some of his mistakes. Maybe he apologised when arrogant and he crossed the other side of the line because he was very determined. But sometimes that could be seen as as arrogant. And he'd learnt to use more bridging techniques rather than being so assertive all the time. And we talked about livery companies like the Goldsmiths company that I'm part of. And he said it's crucial for it to balance legacy with relevance. Anything that's got history, it's still got to be highly relevant today. His top tip, what's your vision and purpose and what do you want to do? How to communicate the vision and ignite the fires in others so they come with you. And inject passion, energy and vision so that everybody can contribute by their own passion and energy. Catherine Baird. Fascinating, the senior vice president of Emirates Cabin Crew training, training 20, looking after 22,000 people from 140 nationalities based in Dubai. And she, um, like, like myself, really enjoys Sir Ken Robinson and his TED Talks, talking about environmental or climate control, not command and control. And this being a gardener, not a puppet master in the way you lead. And lovely comment that if a flower is not blooming, you don't fix the flower, you fix the environment. So think about the environment you're in. Top tip about great customer service and not treating others as you'd like to be treated, but find out how they want to be treated. Um, And people don't often think about that. They think about it from their own perspective. Um, No one ever asks, please micromanage me. So don't over micromanaging people. And don't talk over people in meetings but equally don't talk over people in your own head and think about uh, what's the question i need to ask not what's the statement i need to make chris wakely um, from a Remi aircraft technician to royal Signals colonel to a consulting business owner kpmg partner and now data science consultancy founder um, learning from quite a few mistakes in the army we said that you know counseling was given in other words they were taken around and given a bit of a shouting at which isn't the way to do it um mistake he, he thinks looking back don't second guess people because it disenfranchises them uh, and i was wrong i tried to force a solution and i lost capital with my people his second tip is you get the people you deserve there's there is a shortage of good people and the leadership climate you create is crucial because they don't need you you need them Um, He thought under pressure he didn't listen enough to the quieter people and beware of the hippo, the highest paid person's opinion. Uh, Nusha Paris, the eldest of four children, um, grew up in Iran, fascinating story there. Um, People who showed her kindness when she moved as an immigrant into this country. And Richard Branson, teach them so well that they can leave and treat them so well that they'll stay. James Bashel, um, advisor, commander and sailor, Uh, His training with the Paris when we train together and his top tip, class of our people, the can and will do versus the can't and won't do. Spend time in the middle to shape and improve those people. Um, Top tip, clarity of purpose, leave a legacy, transmit and explain what you want. Big ideas get distorted at the bottom by middle managers. So watch out for that. Mike Still, chairman of YPO Scotland. Uh, he looks back and thinks he might have pushed himself a bit too hard, running too fast with unreasonable demands and, and think about perspectives of different people, different ways. Um, the Lord Mayor of London, uh, William Russell, um, his mother was a great inspiration to him and said, you're very fortunate uh, in the way you've been brought up. So make sure you give back and raise money for charity. Uh, and then finally, Stephen Barden, um, Portfolio Ned and former CEO, and really learning from your, your own mistakes i've made many he said and each each day look at the end of the day what did you learn what worked well double up the successes but learn from the mistakes so that's it for this week of what we've got by way of this month's uh, fascinating leaders bye for now Hello, I'm Jonathan Bowman-Perks, and welcome back to Inspiring Leadership Extra, uh, the month four review of the different leaders that I was with. Carrying on those thoughts from those leaders in a little bit more detail, I I found with Sir Peter Esselin, the uh, late Lord Mayor of London, really fascinating uh, person. He had a huge range of experience in organisations, one heck of a career, Uh, now giving some advice to the Treasury and also involved in inclusion, a a thing called Future.now, which he set up. The people who inspired him, um, really very sad for him. His mother was ill for a long time and then died when Peter was quite young. So he was away at boarding school. And when head boy, um, he met Sir Kenneth Cork, who was the Lord Mayor. And uh, he advised him, you know, said, what are you good at? And he said he was good at maths. So he said, you know, why do not you become an accountant like I was? And he cheekily asked him, so how do you get your job as Lord Mayor? And it's a seed that sort of stuck with him and gnawed away at him until now he's just become the Lord Mayor. Um, Don't stop learning was one of his big things. You need truth tellers. As a Deloitte partner, um, he was advised that there is a danger that you can be too ambitious. I know I've been a bit too ambitious in the past. And you could be at risk of not taking people with you and develop your EQ, your emotional and social intelligence. Um, he was very high task orientated. So surround yourself with people who are more capable than you and be aware of the impact you can make and the shadow that you cast. Um, we talked about uh, asking for forgiveness, not permission. And Take appropriateness, but but don't be too cavalier in your risk taking. Um, sleep on an email if you don't like it. Use your skills um, to play to your strengths. Um, I think this this whole thing about the coach approach um, is very good. Where did the drive come from? Um, uh, his mother, who sadly died when he's quite young, and father being away meant that he was. Uh, really driven to prove things himself and, and succeed. What else did Peter learn? I think um, he's very well supported by his wife, Lindy. Um, and uh, when he worked abroad, you know, she wrote down the conditions and what she was prepared to do if they were to work abroad. So that that partnership they have them, really important. Chairing, um, is he really listening to people? What do you really hear Uh, the mindset that you have, and also recognising when you've blown it with people and uh, spend time really listening to people. Travelled the world a lot, um, both in his job as a banker and also um, as the ambassador for financial services. So on to Catherine Baird, uh, episode 29. Uh, Fascinating job. And um, she was... um, the eldest of um, four children under five, and therefore given all the responsibility by her uh, parents early on. And she was inspired by a number of people, a couple of CEOs. And uh, the smartest thing to do as a leader is hire much smarter people, get out of the way and let them soar as eagles. Uh, She talked about her mistake when she was headhunted for the first time. And she went into her new role, a bit like on a... um, uh, on a charger, a white, her white charger, and, and thinking she could solve all the problems for everybody else. But she looks back now and cringes at how arrogant she was, and she crashed and burned. And I know that I've done that myself. Her top tip is that combination of humanity and humility, which I really do love, that combination of those two things. Kindness, respect, and dignity in the way you treat people. And they then give you their love, their talent, and their passion because of the way you treat them. Uh, Vulnerability, we talked around, fail, first attempt in learning. And the only way to success is through failure. Through failure, you're going to learn a lot as well. Um, She had a very interesting uh, uh, career upbringing where she always wanted to travel, but she uh, studied um, at university and went into teaching. And she was in a school which was for deaf children and her real great comment, deafness is not a life sentence. It doesn't define you. Basically she gave these children a lot of hope and belief as their first PE teacher that they'd ever had in the school. But that wasn't what the school wanted. It was um, ironic that by competing and Doing well against what was be called normal schools, the children realized and the parents realized that their children weren't that abnormal and they didn't need to be in a special school. They could get on in any school, which, of course, backfired in some ways. And people didn't want them to realize that, which is quite shocking. Um, Customer service was a a big thing. Um, Have you got the right intent uh, or are you just going through the motions? Um, Multicultural environment. She uh, talks a lot about how all these different um, uh, stewards and stewardesses from multiple uh, countries and don't just assume because they're from that country, they'll behave in a certain way. Um, Tell me about yourself. Who are you? What excites you? What gets you up in the morning? If you can't be on board with 500 people and learn new things from them, then you've actually got it wrong. She also uh, shockingly had to deal with ovarian cancer. Um, and it's the, it's when we don't listen to our bodies. But she, in this time, luckily caught it early enough. She was listening to her body, but looking after yourself. Uh, Chris Wakeley, uh, KPMG partner, um, and now running his own business. He's run his own business before, another consulting. He talked about some of the leaders who really inspired him: Tony Raper, Bill Backhouse, Generals John Kisley and Andrew Ridgway. Uh, and he was also ironically in the same platoon as Tim, uh, General Sir Tim Evans. Tim Evans, rather. He's not knighted. Um, Then I think he was really talking about what he learnt. And we're we're at a really time of great change. And he looks back now that that he's tried to establish as much diverse thinking as he could. But when we were in the army, that perhaps the, the military wasn't that diverse. And there was lots of people who were very similar. But now it's much more diverse and it's working on that constantly. Toxic teams framework using things like mission command, uh, free people to think for themselves. Margaret Heffernan, we talked about her book, Willful Blindness. Um, And people do know when things are going on that it's not right. And just because someone's a rainmaker makes a lot of money, you shouldn't ignore their bad behavior. And I know that uh, I've seen people have to tackle that one before. Talk about health and well-being, and Chris has had a big health challenge, but he's uh Looking after himself and doing lots of eat, move sleep, breathe, focus and um he also talked about that you know some of these senior leaders they aren't we shouldn't just um be disparaging, some of them are extremely good and they do lead well, but beware of the dominance of the the hippo the highest paid person's opinion um that that people tend to give too much emphasis to those leaders. Um, his tip be rigorous and not ruthless um, don't have an, um, a, a culture of fear it, does, it doesn't bring out the best in people and um, you, you need that combination of IQ and EQ um, and, and then perhaps ask that great question to someone if, if you were in charge would you do that yourself and um, I think that's about um, yeah lots of good stuff from, from Chris Wakely Nusha Paris a uh, fascinating story with Nusha. Uh, she was the eldest of four children, grew up in the 70s in Iran, when Iran was at war with Iraq. And at nighttime, her parents would drive them out of the city, up into the mountains where they'd have a small uh, place they would stay in with candles and just uh, keep a low profile, but do their homework that way. So the parents were very courageous and inspirational, and they came back to this country father as a professor at a university. Uh, and they had a very strong value set, and it, it just can't imagine what it was like in the 79 revolution in the Iran-Iraq war, uncertainty and ambiguity. And she's loved discipline and rules, but also she's learned to uh, see people differently. She, she worked in a firm called Cargill, which was an all-male environment. And that was a bit of a surprise uh, when she was in that kind of organization. But she's found real uh, happiness in American Express. She's been there 17 years and become a vice president. Um, And she looked back at when she came as uh, an immigrant to the United Kingdom. She spoke no English and she went into one of those schools. And some people were quite unkind to her, but one young girl uh, whose name was Lisa showed a great kindness and she believes in paying it forward. She's uh, married an amazing man who's a connector and also believes in paying it forward. And we talked about the UK giving people a chance and helping people to uh, get on in life. Um, I think uh, we talked about uh, meetings and trying to get people to avoid using the words no, but, or however. Um, And that lovely quote, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to those situations. Control the controllables and avoid coercive control. Um, On to uh, General Sir James Bashel. Um, James has had a very successful career, uh, got to the top of the army. Uh, And he learnt um, after Staff College, where we were together, from three legendary generals, General Swinburne, General Rose and General Pike. And he looked back to his time in Aldershot where he was trying to be popular with the lads and going out drinking and behaving badly. And really, he had to go through a bit of a wake-up call. And he did that when he um, trained himself on the platoon commander's battle course. And also his special time as the company commander of B company of two power with 90 men. And he, 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 challenges platoon commanders to make the training as interesting as possible and drops into Egypt and Cyprus and Botswana because he knew the right people and he was able to use his contacts and his skills. Um, yeah. Shaping people. He also uh, talked about sailing in the uh, Southern ocean from, South Africa, all the way across to Australia, and it was tough. Um, Four hours on, four hours off, six hours on, six hours off, and having to deal with it, and you know how his time in the army actually helped him. Um, But also, he has to be careful that you know some of the military approaches don't work in civilian situations, and often lots of books have been written about military leadership in, you know, in wars in Afghanistan and um, Iraq. But it doesn't translate that easily into business. The peacetime lessons you learn do, but the wartime ones um, are not so easily transferred across. Um, He talked about, yeah, when he was brigade commander, General uh, Soleimani and his um, explosively Form projectile blew up um, his vehicle um, as he was on his way into Basra but luckily he lived unlike other people so some fascinating stories with uh, General uh, James Bashel and um, Mike Still uh, the chairman of uh, YPO Scotland and he's done a variety of NED roles um, he was in the Scout movement and uh, learnt a lot about giving back to the community uh, his bank manager David Kidd who helped youths, and also working with the YPO, the Young Presidents Organization, and some really interesting leaders. Lifelong learning, giving back to the community, and um, charities that align with what you're interested in. He did a lot of work with business in the community, and he's very good at helping other people uh, and, and connecting people. Um he talked about three perspectives stop challenge and choose your perspective um firstly the, the opposition view then the helicopter view without prejudice and your own perspective and and switch between those and and see all angles he's done a whole variety of things in the insurance industry he's met some fascinating people and he's stretched himself um to see other people's points of view um yeah, I think don't be blind to some bad things that are done. Call it out, have a coach and mentor, gain perspective. Don't be an over-anxious, over I know I have been um, and, and be an unreasonable leader because you will burn yourself out and burn others out um, through that sort of fear of failure or um, not wanting to be on the losing team. And uh, he was very open and honest and talked about his prostate cancer and catching it early. Um, And also he introduced me to Chris Moon. Uh, Chris has got uh, prosthetic prosthetic limbs, having been blown up, uh, clearing mines with the Halo Trust. And Chris has a really healthy attitude about not being a victim. And I'm looking forward to interviewing Chris in future. And we talked about uh, keep learning, keep an open mind, keeping fit and healthy. Uh, The Lord Mayor of London, William Russell. uh, We had a great meeting in the Mansion House. And uh, he talked about Merrill Lynch when he was a, a banker there and the people like Jack Gibbs and John Owens that he learned from. And, and also this thing about charity and giving back. He knew he had um, a very privileged uh, upbringing um, with a public school and uh, the wealth that he had, but he's always been keen on giving back and getting the most out of people and um, Attitude of gratitude, mistakes, we all make mistakes, learn from, he's learned from his investment mistakes. Um, And his wife, Hillary, is always giving him great advice. They met at Durham years ago. And even now as Lord Mayor, she does give him advice when he's given a speech or something like that. She'll talk about what works, but also what would make him better. Um, His final tip on leadership, if you are asked to, to any event, always go, except because except everyone who invites you, because it could change your life. I think you need to manage that with not overcommitting yourself. But do think about the soft convening power of bringing people together and influencing him. Uh, He's the 692nd Lord Mayor of London, though there have been apparently some 800. Um, He's been to all the regions around the country because he's the ambassador for 2.3 million people in financial services and fintech. Um, his grandfather was Lord Mayor, and he's the fifth member of his family to be Lord Mayor, which is remarkable. And he's a member of the Worshipful Company of Haberdashers. Um, he also talked about, oh, yeah, his two younger brothers. His um, mother remarried when he was one. Father had died. Um, but he's, uh, his, one of his brothers is Damien Lewis, the famous actor and in the film Billions. And um, we're great fans of uh, Damien Lewis. This, this point about the shock death of his mother in a car crash in India, which really hit them hard. And now this attitude that he has, when you leave home, hug your partner, your, in his case, your wife, so you never know when you're going to see each other again. Live every day and take it by the horns. And he did some great work with uh, as chairman of Prostate Cancer. And finally, Stefan Barden. And Stefan um, done a variety of Ned roles, and he's been CEO in a number of places um, he was good enough to say that um, mostly he feels he's not the greatest example of inspired leadership, though he has done some amazing things and others have said he is. And remember, all leaders can be sort of Marmite. Some people uh, like what you do and others not so much. Um, his family had no business background whatsoever, um, but he's had some great mentors. He began in Unilever as an engineer and his engineering and his planning stays with him even now. He, he sees himself as having different parts of his career. The first part was seven years in Unilever. Then he did his MBA. And then he worked in McKinsey for three and a half years. His second part was what he called a real job after that apprenticeship. In general management, he worked with the entrepreneur of Iceland's frozen foods division. He was the general manager there. And he then went on to become CEO at the age of 39 in Heinz, UK. And I met him when I was coaching him when he was CEO of Northern Foods. And his part three is now mentoring people and giving back to the next generation of entrepreneurs who want to be number one in their environment and how to grow boards and get stuff done. Um, we talked about some of the inspiring role models and uh, making bad decisions. Um, he, he looked back and said that his biggest mistake is doing things and taking advice when his gut doesn't feel it's right. But don't blame the advisors. Politicians, please take note. You have to retain responsibility for the decisions you make. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it, especially on hiring. When he looks back, his gut says it's not right. And he finds now, if it's not right, don't hire them. And Alison Nimmo, I'm reminded of her wise comment, hire slowly, fire quickly. Um, His top tip, focus and energy and drive um, and um, resilience to keep going. Get up when knocked down. And and he does a lot of endurance sports. I find him very inspirational on that side. And when your brain wants to give up, you must keep going. He does some incredible things like um, half Ironman, 1.9-kilometer swim, 90-kilometer bike, and uh, a half marathon over five and a half hours. Um, So he has goals, very goal-orientated. And he has a 100-year plan. In other words, what he wants to do each decade and goals he has. And he has physical, mental, spiritual goals. And even with his brothers, they all train together to, to do certain uh, stretching trials, triathlons together. And his wife also does this. And sleep, we talked about that, tracking it, looking after it. And uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Covey, he's found very useful. And finally, his top tip was set goals that stretch you. Yeah, you know, and he was told a long time ago and aspired to be, you will be a CEO, pushed towards it. And indeed, he achieved it and was CEO two or three times, including of Wiggle. So that's a whistle stop tour of some of the themes that I picked up in month four. It's a great privilege to work with these different leaders, and I hope you're finding it useful. Please um, recommend to me if there are people that you'd like to have on the series and you find them truly inspiring men and women of different backgrounds whole range of different experiences. If you find them inspiring, get in touch with me and let's get them on this series. Thank you very much indeed. I look forward to our next time together. So now you've heard from one of the inspiring leaders that I've interviewed, what are you going to do next? If you want to get some more free material, go to my website, jonathanperks.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Jonathan Bowman Perks. And there you can get access to my books, uh, Inspiring Leadership and Top Tips for Inspiring Leaders. But if you wanna actually do something about being a leader and constantly improving your game, raising your performance, get in touch with me about coaching you or one of your team that you wanna raise the game for them. It's gotta be people who want to be good to great, not people who you're trying to fire. And if you're looking for a motivational speaker, get in touch. Or if you want me to work with your team coach, I would be delighted to help you.